What's up and welcome back to another edition of Couch Connoisseurs. I am your host, J.D. Johnson. Alongside me always is Dino and De Palma. What's poppin', boys? Depot, welcome back, baby. Hey, Daddy Depot in the house. How's it going, boys? Good to be back. Happy that you're back. We need our historian and the, the, the <laughs> smart one of the group. The one that always uses the big words. We were missing out on oh, that last geez. time. <laughs> oh, jeez. How's, how's dad life? Dude, it's good, man. Uh Definitely, you know, even going into it, what everyone tells you to, you, you still have no idea what to expect whenever, uh, it's pretty crazy whenever, you know, after two or three days at the hospital, you just go home and you're now responsible for another human being. Um, but it's good though, man, uh, starting to get like three or four hours sleep increments, which isn't too bad, but she's doing good. We got to, we got to tag Swish on that. For sure. Yeah. Shout out Swisher. Yeah. He was right. Nothing like it. Nothing like it. Just out of curiosity, this might be a really personal question. Okay. I haven't even asked. Uh, did you watch it come out? <laughs> yeah, I was, I was over her shoulder. I wasn't down there in the trenches, but like I was like in an observatory post slightly above eye level. Like I, was, uh, I made sure to get some good pictures, but not like good pictures. Okay. I just want to make sure. You know, I'll send them to you. I, no, it's okay. <laughs> no, they're not bad. They're not gross or anything like that. I, I, would, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> I, th- I did way better than I thought I would, honestly, like in there. Like I thought I was going to be like my heart was going to be jumping out of my chest, but I was pretty, uh, pretty calm and surprisingly calm. Cool, calm and collected. Did you cut you the know? umbilical cord? I did. It was really weird, dude. It was uh, like, I would not do that. I wouldn't want it was to do like, that. It, it was like cutting raw chicken skin. Dude, it was fucking gross. Yeah. Okay. All right. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Transition. <laughs> Hopefully, no no one's eating right now listening to this. That's that's dad life, dude. All right, yeah, (laughs) dad life. Uh, Last time we told you that we were going to talk about Saving Private Ryan as our movie review of the week. If you don't know what Saving Private Ryan is, yes, I know De Palma. Isn't this one of your favorite movies? It was on like your list. This is yeah, this is like top four overall for me. And I, I'll lie, or I'm not going to lie, I didn't listen to all of the pod last week, so I didn't even know this was happening. This is amazing. Uh, well, for the viewers, if you don't know what it's about, it's about Captain John Miller, who is played by Tom Hanks. He takes his men behind enemy lines to find Private James Ryan, whose three brothers have been killed in combat, surrounded by brutal uh, realities of war while searching for Ryan. Each man embarks upon a personal journey and discovers their own strength to triumph over an uncertain future with honor mm. and courage. <laughs> and courage. I'm gonna be honest. I'm always the one really talking about all this stuff. I, I feel like I kind of take the review sometimes away from you guys. And DePalma, I know this is one of your favorite movies. What do you think about it? What it's a good movie. Yeah, it's a good movie. I mean, hands I think, down. Yeah, it's, it's definitely not a film for everyone. Um, you know, I know people in my family who refuse to watch it uh, just because like how realistic it is, and you know, not always into war movies, but. Um, you know, we've talked about it at length. I'm, I love history and I love World War II. So like you put great actors in the film and, you know, probably th- one of the greatest directors of all time in Spielberg um, and a great freaking storyline, uh, you know, coupled in there with D-Day. And I mean, this is, I think I said, this is like the fourth of, of my favorite of like my top 100. It's just, there truly is no other better war movie than that. And then, I mean, the whole story is just amazing too. Like, you know, these 12 dudes that have to go out and sacrifice their lives to try and find one person. And you're talking about battling with those struggles too. Like, 
you definitely see it again. It all boils to a, a certain point, but um, just the the way it ends and just phenomenally written movie. And just like, it's so realistic. I've heard um, whenever that came out and what year did that come out? Jedi, do you know? 1998. I was okay. I was going to say around uh, 2000. I thought um, like there were veterans who watched that movie in the theaters and literally broke down in tears and crying from how realistic that D-Day scene was. Like it's, it's, the way they, even the way you lead into that movie too, it's just like on that boat going right into it, man. It's just amazing what those guys did. Okay, so I didn't rewatch it mainly just because I didn't have time. I've only seen it once, and if I and if I tell you, what? if I tell you when I saw it and, and like all that, you'll be shocked. I didn't see it until last summer. That was the first time I saw it, uh, which was kind of surprising because you know, Deepal and I love war, especially World War Two, but. Um, I remember this was fucked up, but I turned it on, I think at two o'clock in the morning. Oh my God. It's like a three hour flick too. Oh yeah. No, 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 for sure. I mean, like I was yeah. definitely until like five, um, cause I, I, I'll never forget it. Like I turned it on and I was like, let me see what this opening scene's about. Cause ever since like I was in high school and college, everyone said like, though the opening scene's brutal, but blah, 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 blah. So I was like, let me just give it a shot, see what it is. It's fucking intense. Um, I love the movie. I give it a solid like eight, four, you know, and here's why it's not in the nines for me. And this is just a personal <laughs> thing that like I struggle with and I've always struggled with this ever since. It's hard for me to uh, put Tom Hanks in a certain role because every time like he, he is talks, in there. every time he talks, all I see is Woody. <laughs> so like it's hard for me because every time he talks, I picture like him flopping around talking to Buzz. Oh my god! So like it's hard for me to put him in a serious role. And then when I get past that, all I do is I picture him in Castaway. So like it's hard for me to see him in that role and thrive in it. He did an awesome job. I'm pretty sure the bridge <laughs> was like his moment. If I, if I, you know, like he killed, like he's an awesome actor. Yeah. It's just hard for me to hear his voice. If I close my eyes, I see Woody. <laughs> the personal problem. And dude, just Woody just slaying Nazis too. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, he's killing it, but he's, he's not dressed as a cowboy, but yeah. Not far. It's rated 8.6 on IMDb. Wow. I would have for sure thought nine. I mean, for me personally, that's like nine, five, dude. It's, nine six like that is that's crazy you've seen it one time and because dean i've again that was a movie that i watched even as like a young kid dude like is like early as eighth grade like i probably shouldn't have been watching that but i was so into history that like i, I watched a million it was one of the first dvds i've ever owned and i still own the dvd it's crazy speaking of that 150 before, times before we go into the review i just have a serious question how many dvds do you have um I haven't bought a DVD in probably, I can easily say over a decade. I think like the last DVD I bought was in college at an old blockbuster. They were like just going out of business and shit. So they're selling DVDs like for like 50 cents. I probably got about 20, 25. Wow. I have a lot more. Yeah. I got about like a hundred. Yeah. So do I. And like, I don't know what to do with them. What was the last? Exactly. Yeah. What the hell do you do with them? What was the last movie you ever bought on DVD? 
little voice That's crack. What I on DVD was Hook. Dead true story. It was Hook. It was like a dollar fifty at at like Walmart or some shit. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Before that, it was Game of Thrones season one. Yeah. Mine's Transformers. Yeah, I mean, dude, like, nice. here's the question. When was the last time you put the DVD in to watch? Right. Uh, Probably, like, I don't know, maybe two years ago. I was four years ago when I moved in my, my apartment. <laughs> I didn't have TV, <laughs> probably. Yeah, yep. I didn't have TV. How, how about this? How many DVDs do you have that are still in the plastic? I think I got two. Oh, no, dude. I have, like, <laughs> at least 20. There's so many. Oh, They're not even opened. Now, are those going to be worth anything? Dude, I didn't open them because, that, like, I remember one time for Christmas, I got, like, the old Karate Kids, like, the whole, like, trilogy. I didn't want to watch that. I love Karate with, Kids. I wanted to watch the one with Jaden Smith and Jackie Chan in it. I don't know who this Ralphio Macho is and all this other stuff. Oh He's a God. fucking savage. Ralph Macho, get out of here. Yeah. I mean, I will say Cobra yeah. Kai, the show, is really good. I don't want to say that. Yeah, me too. I heard it's good, though. I like it. Um, back to Saving Private Ryan, though. I did not know that Vin Diesel was in this movie. <laughs> Caparzo. That's my dude. I only thought that like he was in Fast and Furious, and that was the only thing that he was like notable for. No, I think Fast and the Furious came out three years later. I think that was his first main role. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was like, when I was like looking at him, I was like, is that him? And I'm I looked ninety percent sure he went. He went Fast and the Furious in 01 and then Triple uh, X in 02. As I say, I know, yeah, Fast and Furious went in the Triple X. Um, yeah, so I mean, we talked about it a little bit briefly. Dean, you mentioned it. Tom Hanks. I mean. Love him or hate him, I think you consider him one of like the most notable, maybe not the best actor, but like he's very notable um, everywhere you go. I mean, I consider him one of the better actors. I know there's a lot of people that don't like him, but I um, think he's a top 10 actor of all time. He's got a hell of a portfolio, man. See, that's a really hard list to make. And I don't know if you'd crack it because I don't know what my list is. Yeah, it's so personal. I mean, yeah, it's going to change with each person so much. I know. Yeah, and that's hard because I feel like my favorite actor isn't the best actor of all time. He's just my favorite. Right. It's Matthew right. McConaughey. All right. Yeah, you know what I mean? But like DiCaprio is a way better actor than him. I agree. Oh, I thought you guys were like not responding. You were like, yeah. No, um, I don't know. No, I think I'm just like, I'm, I'm just, I, I think you have to do it based on like movies they're in. You know what I mean? Like that's a massive part of it. Like, like anything you look up, right? Like, if you don't put like De Niro, Pesci, and Pacino in there, like something's wrong. Depp, DiCaprio, I feel like Hanks has to be on that list. Mm-hmm. So, Just what my- would you consider Tom Hanks' best film? Castaway, hands down. He was acting beside a fucking volleyball. There was no supporting <laughs> actor. The supporting actor was the volleyball. And if you look at his body transformation, that says it enough. Yeah, I just have to go with Forrest Gump because that's my favorite movie that he's in. Actually, no, I do love Toy Story. <laughs> Fucking Woody. No, I, <laughs> I, I personally, I think it is Castaway for me, and then close second would probably 
be saving Private Ryan once again personally, and then Forrest Gump because I fucking love Forrest Gump. Yeah, and then I, when I was writing the script for this for this episode, I I mean I kept thinking Tom Hanks. I mean like he was the guy for a long time. Like you mentioned, Castaway, Forrest Gump, Saving Private Ryan. You know he's in the Toy Story uh, franchise. Who is the guy in Hollywood now? Because I feel like that's a really tough question to answer. Mm. And I feel like it's different for everyone. Guy because like, because Robert De Niro still makes movies, but you wouldn't consider him the guy in Hollywood now. You know what I mean? De Niro, De Niro allegedly only makes movies because of his wife, his ex-wife, who's a psycho. Yeah, paying, uh, yeah, paying spousal support and living up her lavish lifestyle. Yeah. Who is... That's a great question, Jedi. Yeah, I, I, that was a tough question to like answer. I don't really... Who do you think? I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to like right now, I'd probably say it's, I think I, I feel like you have to go to DiCaprio, but I feel like that's even a little old. I, I think DiCaprio still holds the throne, dude. If, if he's in a movie, it means something. So that's, that's how I look at it. It's hard for me to like, there's no like new, like young blood. You know what I mean? Like if there was, it was like it was Chadwick, and unfortunately he died. I feel like uh, he's not like the dude, but I feel like just like going off of those lines too, and like who the Academy seems to love too. But like Benedict Cumberbatch is that too. Like he could go like multitude of different roles and always seems to do well at it and gets recognized for it. There's just something about him. Yeah, that's. I mean, it's that's. That he's definitely not like that dude, but like he's definitely just going off of that as criteria. Like if he's in a movie, it's probably going to be a good one. Like, would you say it's Joaquin Phoenix? No, Mm-mm. no. I think I think Joaquin- I feel, yeah, the feel like the Joker was big for him to kind of come back. Or Rami Malek. Mm. I don't think he will. I don't think he'll nail another role in his life. Wow. <laughs> Wow, More than that, was like a, that was like a try. <laughs> no, I just think that I think he, I think he was Freddie Mercury. I don't think he nails another role the way he did that. You know what I mean? Like there are always people that you look at that like nail that one role, and that's what they're known for. Dean, you also briefly mentioned on it again. You said there really is no one who is up and coming, but that's my next question: Who is the up and coming guy or girl? Could be I, either I'll, one. I think it's, I think it's, who is it? Millie Bobby Brown. Oh my gosh. I didn't even think of that. That's a great choice. She's in a lot of movies now. I'm telling you right now, she will be like the next Meryl Streep. No, I wouldn't go (laughs) that far. (laughs) I think, I mean, that's what she's been compared to for the past, like ever since stranger things, all they have done is compared her to that or Laura, Laura Dern. That's what they also compare her to. That's wild. Damn that woman. Um, (laughs) There are like you're you're about you're at an interesting point in like movies and TV shows where like all those Thrones actors are done, so they're gonna come out, you know, and they're all in this new Eternals Marvel movie. Rob Stark, Jon Snow, Khaleesi, like really? Yeah, it's 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 a it's a new part of Marvel universe. And Millie Bobby Brown's in it too. And Millie Bobby Brown. And like, I feel like she's 
at that age now where she can still take on a high school role. She can take on a college girl role and then she can take on something serious. So I feel like the, she's the, the most up and coming that stands out. I had two. I had one. One guy is fairly still, I'd say, new. He already has an Oscar nomination under his belt. And then the other guy's been around for a while, but he doesn't get enough credit. But he's still young to where he still can like get like two good movies and then be like, whoa, he's the guy. It's James. I never pronounce his name right. His last name, McAvoy. McAvoy. Yes. He's in Split, which I think is amazing. Mm -hmm. He's in It. I mean, he blows me away every time. He's an amazing actor, and he never gets enough credit. If we ever did an under-the-radar actor for Pol Pod, he would definitely be on my list. Probably number one. I forgot someone. Zendaya. Oh, yeah. Zendaya's coming out. or like Obviously, I don't know if any of you have had the chance to watch the, the trailer of Dune. Mm-mm. That's who my other guy was. Timothy Chalamet. He's in Dune. Okay, so that kid was in Hereditary. And that movie is the scariest fucking movie I've ever seen in my life. Timothy Chalamet? Yes, scariest movie I've ever seen in my life. He's in Interstellar, too. Correct. Yeah, he's the son. Yeah, so, um, yeah, they're both in Dune. And, and that cast is absolutely loaded. Yeah, the guy who plays Thanos is in it, too, I'm pretty sure. Who's that, Josh? Josh? Yeah, Josh something. That um, cast, uh, Josh Brolin. D, uh, well, both of you, you'd also like this. He, Timothy Chalamet is in one of those history movies, too. It's called The King, where he plays, like, I think it's King Arthur. It's on Netflix, original movie. Oh, is he, oh, yeah, that shit's legit. Yeah, he plays King Henry. The, That's the, Timothy the Chalamet. The Battle of Agincourt, yeah. Yeah. Which was one of the first places where heavy infantry was defeated by archers, by the English longbow our historian. <laughs> yeah, um, dude, wicked, wicked cool. Uh, just like a whole military, like how that battle came to be. Like they were wicked outnumbered and they still won. It was crazy. Uh, back to Saving Private Ryan, just to wrap this up. Nothing really more to mention about it, except that it did win an Oscar for Best Director, which was Steven Spielberg. Um, and the Oscars are tonight. So by the time you're listening to this, the Oscars have already happened. So we're not going to go into like pre-prediction or predictions and stuff like that. Cause that's meaningless at this point. But I just wanted to comment on the Oscars. Cause we talk about films enough on this podcast. I mean, I feel like the Oscars are going to be such a letdown this year. Uh, there weren't that great of movies. I feel like movies that don't deserve to be get Oscar nominations are going to get them this year because there really wasn't any like big movie out this year. I mean, which makes mm-hmm. sense. COVID, they weren't going to make the box office. They did it on purpose. But you know, the trial of Chicago of the Chicago Seven, uh, Mank, and uh, um, the one that Spike Lee directed with uh, Chadwick in it. It's like the Blood Five or something like that. That was like the only couple good movies that there were this year. The other ones. Uh, I mean, Soul, that was good. Mulan was all right. I don't really think that's an Oscar nomination movie. Like, it was okay. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just feel like it let us down this year. But the reason I mention this is because I feel like next year, the Oscars are going to be amazing because all these movies that were supposed to come out in 2020 are all going to come out this year. And I feel like, it's gonna, yeah, they're all going to be crammed in for trying to get a nomination. Again, like I said, we only hope. But... 
there's no film next week because we will have a guest, so we don't want to take too much time away from that. But yeah, just mentioning that. No film next <laughs> week, but this was our review of Saving Private Ryan. Now moving on to sports. Let's talk real quick. How serious is this Marlins team? They're on a huge hot streak. They're doing really well. Um, Trevor Rogers, they're, they have a left-handed pitcher. I mean, he's dominating. And little interesting note, which a lot of people keep forgetting, a lot of my friends that are Marlins fans, you know, I call them fake fans because they didn't even know this, Sixto Sanchez is in the minors. After having like a brilliant rookie season, he did extremely well for them in the playoffs. And he didn't even make the team. There, he, there's nothing wrong with him. I think he had shoulder inflammation, but now he's fine. And they just keep him down there. And the reason they're keeping him down there is for the arbitration. That way they keep him for an extra year. At what Service point, time. Yeah. At what point do you think that that should not be allowed? Like when it is clearly just taking advantage of a guy's service time. It should always be allowed. I disagree. It was collectively bargained. It's what they're allowed to do. Good for the clubs for doing it. But it, it is a hot topic issue, so it should be interesting. I think in a couple of years, the – bargaining agreements coming up so uh should be very interesting seeing what comes to that but that, that's probably going to be a hot topic issue i don't care what they do because we never run into that problem as yankee fans you're doing it right <laughs> now with, with uh miggy i was just going to mention that like miguel Andujar is going to be a free agent at like 35 at the rate they go i don't care i completely forgot Andujar was a yankee that's my point and he hit he's a good hitter is he in the league or is he down below no, he's at the alternate site. And he didn't even play last year when he was healthy all year. He played like three games and they said like, oh, he's struggling. Like maybe because you called him up out of nowhere and he's sitting in the taxi squad and they don't get to play minor league games, you know? Like they're just sitting there taking BP. The all right. Goes in so, the box. So back to the, gonna go out. I'm going to cut you off. I'm going to go. I'm going to circle back to the Marlins before I forget. Okay. So they're four and six, their last 10. They're nine and 12 overall. They've lost nine games by two runs or less. That's important to me. And that's important to me because I don't think they're good enough to say that they're for real, but I think they're good enough to say they're going to compete year round. I think, I think 20 games is a solid sample size. I think the team will compete. I think they're on the right path. I don't think they're going to have the success they had last year. I think they took advantage of the shortened season. Good for them. I'm glad they did. But I don't think they're, they have good pieces. Don't get me wrong. They have very good pieces. I do like um, – I, I, I mean, I love jazz. It's hard not to love jazz. Love them. Um, you like jazz? I, I do. Movie? It's a movie. Oh, my God. Uh, but if you look at the roster, it's like – it's not as young as you expected, which is the part that throws me off. Like their starting first baseman is 30 years old, right? Their starting shortstop is like 32. Like Miguel Rojas is like 32 years old. Aguilar's 30. Um, Dickerson's pretty old. Dickerson's probably up to 32. He's an outfielder. Yeah, Dickerson is maybe like 28, 29, 31. Adam, Adam Duvall. Adam Duvall is older. Fuck. Um. Starling Marte is hurt. He's 32. You know what I mean? So I think what they did was, and this is Jeter at his finest, I think they put together a roster of like some savvy vets for the cheap, kind of like the Oakland model, where, hey, we're going to compete. We have experience. We're going to give the kids some time. 
We're going to call mm-hmm. them up one at a time to get their experience. And then you're going to start to see the breakout next year and the year after that. Love it. Do you think they're ever going to spend money though? No. They're never going to win. I feel like it's so hard now to do the thing where you just like build up your farm system and hope for the best with all these prospects you have because every single team is doing it. Like, you know, the Astros got away with it and got Bregman, Correa, Altuve, uh, Kyle Tucker. Springer. Yeah, you know, Springer. They, he, they got all of those because no one else was doing what they were doing. You know, like they got away with it. Now every single like team takes the draft so much more seriously. Everybody takes international signing bonus money so seriously when it happened with the Yankees got Tanaka and stuff like that, when it was Shohei, everybody was like trying to get as much international signing bonus money as they can. Otani-san. Shohei. Otani-san. Big fly. Otani-san. Um, I, dude, I just feel like after a 13-game winning streak with the A's, I think, I think you can do this. And, and, and I, am, I am willing to say that Moneyball is a top three sports movie of all time. If I stop mm. being a Yankee fan, which may happen in my lifetime, oh, shut up. <laughs> I would be an Oakland A's fan. Oh, I thought you were going to hop the street and go to the Mets or something like that. No, 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 no. First of all, <laughs> I'll, never, I'll, never, I'll never change my allegiance. I feel like you shouldn't have like an AL-NL team. I feel like you should have a 7 p.m. and a 10 p.m. team. <laughs> <laughs> I have an NL. Oh, yeah. like, I love the Braves. Uh, the Braves roster is awesome to watch. Yeah, yeah, I love the Braves. Jedi, thank you for, for for bringing that up. Let me ask you something. Okay. Okay. Do you watch the Yankees? Yeah, I didn't watch them today though. I was out. They lost. Okay, today. But, okay but but if if you have an opportunity to watch them, you watch them, right? Yeah. Now, you have the Dodgers and and Padres on right now. Are you going to watch that when we're done? Probably. Yeah. I'm watching it right now. Why are you watching it, Jedi? Because Fernando Tatis is playing and I love him. <laughs> okay. And why, do you, and why do you watch the Yankees? Depot, you know um, where I'm going with this? I'm just a fan. I, don't know. I think so. Okay, because you're just a fan, right? Do you enjoy watching Yankee games? They're kind of boring. <laughs> you enjoy watching <laughs> other games? Yeah, it's exciting. Because the other team's rosters are better and they're more exciting. I can't watch Yankee games anymore. The roster fucking blows. The pitching <laughs> staff is atrocious after Cole. I don't care what you said earlier. Corey Kluber fucking blows, bro. Blows. <laughs> He's their second best starter right now. <laughs> and that's a problem. <laughs> Your 9-12 New York Yankees. Two yeah. And the Pittsburgh Pirates at 11-11. and Okay, so, so but that's my point is like, I, I have an easier time turning into the 10 o'clock games because it's more exciting to watch. Mm-hmm. I have more fun watching good baseball, even on teams that aren't that good because it's exciting. It's something different. I'm not just sitting there watching strikeouts and bombs, which it's been more of strikeouts than bombs lately. So it's hard for me to w- tune into a Yankee game. If the Braves are on, my goodness, dude, I'm watching that shit. Yeah, man. So you got just uh... – the the staff Garrett Cole with a one seven one ERA Montgomery four five seven Tyon six point two three Kluber five point four zero Herman six point two three Oof 
<laughs> and, and let me be the first to break the news. Help ain't coming. Sevy's coming. There's no help on the way. Sevy is on his way. Oh. <laughs> so right now, the Yankees fans, it's a long year. You're 21 games into 162. Where did the New York Yankees finish? The Nationals were 19 and 31 and won the World Series. Where do your Yankees finish? They finished third in the division. They finished third in the AL East. They don't they don't make the playoffs. They sell off half the team. Cashman and Boone both get fired. I think Ca- I think Cashman should get fired even if the Yankees win the World Series. I think he's an idiot. I think Boone should get fired too because he has no idea what he's doing. He should be a third base coach. Um, do I think they make the playoffs? Yes. I actually think they probably end up they I think they still have a shot at the division because I think the Red Sox are going to fall apart eventually because their pitching staff is not going to hold up. And Chris sale is not coming back until like the end of July. And that, that they have one guy like, and I, Dude, once they fall apart, coming back from that, you have no idea what he's going to be. I don't think just for the record, if the Yanks win the division, it has nothing to do with the Yankees being good. It has everything to do with those teams finally came back down to earth. Yeah. Like, I mean, they're only four, the they're four years back from the lead. So that's not too far. Yeah. Like the Orioles, like they're not going to keep up with this. Like, you know, Eventually, the Yankees are going to get on a little hot streak, and then they'll win, and then they'll win a bunch of games that they just, like, you know, outscore them by, like, a run or two. It's not going to be like last year where it was like, oh, it was like eight to three. Like, that's not going to happen anymore, I feel like. But Judge needs to go. Bye. Send him, send him away and get, like, Juan Soto or something. The Nationals may be dumb enough to do it. The, the Yanks and Angels spoke briefly in the winter meetings about trading for Judge. For who? Trout? <laughs> no, it was just discussed lightly. I don't know. You know? I don't know. Yeah, if they were like Joe Adele, I would laugh in their face. I don't want Joe Adele. It's like the same exact thing. Um, so, I mean, we were just briefly mentioning about uh, the pa- Padres and Dodgers series. It's been probably the most exciting rival- uh, rivalry, as we mentioned, to watch in a long time. Actually little quick fact mlb tv had the most like viewers in the last like for the first time ever like i think it was like didn't they say it was like over like 1.6 billion mlb games have been like watched or minutes or something oh wow and it was like they they grew like 17 percent wait did you say minutes yeah that's cool i accounted for about nine of those (laughs) (laughs) but like i mean like thanks for your contribution anytime they said a lot of it has to do with the padres and uh the dodgers which i believe i believe that um but tatis last night they were saying that he was struggling right before this series so far in the first two games he has four home runs love it (laughs) don't think he's struggling at all last night he faced trevor bauer and he hit a home run to lead off the game he bats lead off and he pointed at his eye. Remember uh, in spring training when Trevor Bauer was pointing at his eye, acting like he was a, like a pirate or something, uh, trying to Love strike it. guys out. And it was actually against Fernando Tatis Jr. and Manny Machado. And when he did this and closed his eye, he went deep. And as he rounded first, he covered his eye and uh, started rounding the bases. And then later in the game, in like the seventh inning, he took Trevor Bauer deep again. And then when he went, when he crossed home plate, he did the Conor McGregor uh, little waving his arms a little strut 
And uh, Trevor Bauer, after the game, commented and said that we need more of that in baseball, you know, personalities. And I was kind of shocked because I'm not going to lie, I'd be a little like, ugh, you know, I probably would have to step off the mound and get like my composure back because, you know, it's supposed to like piss you off a little bit. You know what I mean? So I was surprised that he took that really well. Um, but I agree with him. He did say that instead of just hitting a guy uh, for bat flipping or doing something or trolling, you know, if you can't get him out, then you shouldn't talk. And he said he thinks that that's the way the game needs to be moved on. And, you know, there needs to be more of that, like him covering his eye. He actually liked him doing that. I'm a fan of all that shit. Yeah, I respect that, too. And especially, like, with how, how cocky he was with the, uh, you know, the McGregor strut when he was in Cincy and then doing the eye closed, like, good for him for, you know, wearing it. Because, you know, I mean, these dudes are so talented and so motivated by even the smallest slights you know, Bauer's going to want to strike his ass out so much more the next time he plays him. Um, and dude, by the way, that second home run that he, that he hit off of uh, Bauer in like the sixth or the seventh was like a, a 90 mile an hour slider, like six inches off the outside corner that he took dead center. It was insane. Yeah. Like it wasn't even close to being a strike and he just absolutely crushed it. Yeah, I know. Right after the game, Trevor Bauer actually posted a video of that home run, and you see Fernando Tatis Jr. look down at the sign of Will Smith putting down the sign, and he was like, "And uh, Trevor Bauer goes, uh, uh, just ask Daddy next time if you wanted the sign that bad, because like you know how Trevor Bauer <laughs> I didn't sometimes, know that. sometimes Trevor Bauer would just go like this with his glove, signaling yeah. a fastball is coming. So he, and then Fernando Tatis Jr. replied with a picture of him holding a baby and Trevor Bauer's face on the baby. <laughs> <laughs> love it it's good for baseball i know um so yeah i mean those guys are going out of they're obviously just joking around but i mean i feel like that's not like mentioned enough though like everybody was talking about how he was looking at the the sign or whatever this ball was in the left-handers batter's box and this man took yep. it deep like that and it was 90 miles an hour like i feel like that's not being talked enough like that's really impressive like i was like really shocked that he did that love um it. But now it's time for a short game. It's the word game, one of your guys' favorites. I only have a few today, but, okay, this is breaking news today. Mad Bum throwing a no-hitter against the Braves in only seven innings. Flashback. Dang, retro. Nice. Now MLB not counting this as a no-hitter because it's seven innings. Horseshit. <laughs> um manfred-esque i know their their twitter said that they were like like something like uh it's not a real no hitter or something like that but madison bumgarner threw a, a, a somewhat of a no hitter i was like it's a no hitter there were no hits well, it's in complete game. bullshit does that count as one win or does that count as three quarters of a win exactly Counts like you made the rules to make it seven right. innings did you not like before it was all nine innings you made the rules like I feel like that asterisk in there that it was a seven inning doubleheader. Who gives a shit? Yeah, I know. It's definitely a no hitter. Uh, Jacob deGrom putting up video game numbers. Filthy. Disgusting. Jacob deGrom winning the game for himself by throwing a shutout and getting the only RBI with an <laughs> RBI double to win the game. <laughs> uh, I can't think of the LSU pitcher's name. What the fuck was his name? <laughs> the dude that's like, I dropped bombs, bro. Fucking um, oh, uh, oh yeah, <laughs> uh, dumb. It's uh, just dumb the numbers he's putting up. I know. And lastly, 
Jacob deGrom continuing to increase his fastball velocity every season, averaging in 2016, 93.4, now averaging in 2021, 99.1 miles per hour, topping out at 102. Suspect. <laughs> Very suspect. Um, do abbreviations count? Uh, HGH. <laughs> <laughs> Like uh, if not, then El Fuego, because that's gas. I, I really am like, how is he doing it? You know, I'm a pitcher. Like, how the heck did you go from sitting 93 to sitting 99 miles an hour in the matter of five years? Suspect, bro. Dude, that makes no sense. Like, actually, that I don't know how he did that. Like, not to mention he's like 32 years old. Like, he's same, not like same same way that when big guys go on the freaking IL for uh, hurting that they say. I swing too hard <laughs> or maybe your muscles are just failing you because of the growth hormones you've injected into yourself. <laughs> I mean, I kind of have a follow-up question about this. At what point do you think Jacob deGrom is going to start declining? Cause I mean, he's just been inclining this whole time. Like when he was a rookie, he had like a three and a half ERA. Like, I mean, it just I slowly give, dropped. I give him five years. That's how long I give the Mets window five years to do something. That's a long time. Oh, like, how old's Verlander? Because Verlander reinvented himself, and I think he's close to forty, isn't he? I, like, he might be like thirty-eight. Yeah, but when yeah, you like, see up in every day, it brings you down in youth. <laughs> <laughs> Jugs of life. Um, no, like I don't know. Like especially just with just like Jugs days. of life. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> ah. Just with uh, with athletes. Yams. <laughs> Just yamas, like their athletes are, you know, being older or being better for longer. Like, I mean, look at Tom Brady. Like, obviously, it's a different sport and everything, but I mean, I don't know, man. Scherzer's still dealing too, and he's starting to get up there. I feel like there's, I feel like that's an, an accurate time frame, Dino. About five years, maybe thirty-seven. Yeah, that's about that's about right. I wonder if his fastball is still going to be increasing. He'll be throwing like one hundred four or some shit. That would be insane. I think at that point, you got to be like, what, like, how do you do it? Like, they actually have to do like an interview, like, because they really haven't, like, really, like, really researched, like, sports science, this guy, like, how does he do it? Mechanics, what he eats, everything. Um, I forgot to mention this, but we'll do this last one uh, for the word game. Um, The Braves only having one hit in both of their games for the doubleheader against the Arizona Diamondbacks. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> wait are we still playing the working game yes yeah ass <laughs> uh shocking yeah i know that's really embarrassing the braves let me down today and i have like three of them on my fantasy so i was like really disappointed mm. but it looks like i'm gonna pull away with the victory so it's all right um now before we wrap up this edition of couch connoisseurs we're gonna do pass the chips real quick I will go first because I found this interesting and I saw this on my movie facts. I was going to mention it earlier, but I have it for now. Um, So there's this thing called post avatar blues. There's a condition called post avatar depression syndrome. Thousands of people were reported being depressed and even committed suicide after watching the movie due to the fact that they could never be part of the real world of Pandora. Losers. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) But that one slipped out of. I mean, these those poor people. I'm very 
empathy, empathetic of them. Just have <laughs> chips, dude. <laughs> oh, I have just the, I, has the chips, dude. <laughs> I I have two. I have one last one. We kind of we talked about it very briefly, but um, MLB Hold the on, show. Pause a second. And, time out. Time out. <laughs> no, 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 that's fine. Just pass it. Just pass okay, it. MLB the show, San Diego no, no, Studios. No, no. Oh my Hold gosh. On. Hold on a second. First of all, I don't know how the fuck you found that. Second of all, did these people actually think they were going to go to fucking Pandora? <laughs> like I'm confused here. Exactly, man. Like I'm not going to commit suicide because I can't turn myself into an animated character. <laughs> That's 12 foot tall and can morph it or can link into anything. Yeah, like I'm I'm not going to I'm not going to kill myself because I can't literally go hold Kate Winslet at the top of Titanic. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, it's a fucking movie. People are weird, it, man. Yes. Um, but for my second pass the chips, it is MLB The Show, San Diego Studios. You guys got to figure it out. The servers have been down every single day, like five times a day. Figure it out. You knew that you were going to get a console uh, bringing Xbox into it. You're going to get the new Xbox Xbox One, uh, PS4, and PS5. You knew this going into it. You got thousands of new orders that you weren't expecting. You should have been prepared. Give me a refund now. It's not even that good. The last year's was way better. The new stadium thing that where you can build your own stadium was very disappointing. You can't even use it in half the like the programs in Diamond Dynasty. It doesn't make any sense why it's even a feature. It's a horrible game. Don't buy it. It's a waste of time. Mm. Mm. Preach. Okay, so I'm going to take the chips and I'm going to say that I fucking love the game because... <laughs> That's because you're the first time playing it. You have an Xbox. Well, <laughs> so... Uh, I love the game. I think it's the best baseball game I've had in the last seven years. <laughs> RBI baseball? Uh, no, I didn't even get that. It was, it was MLB uh, 2K... 14 i think I'll, all i remember from that game is i had a i had a ground ball or i brought in dave robertson pulled i'll never forget this i brought in dave robertson i pulled Juan uribe from the game i put a struble cabrera at second base there was a ground ball hit the third base and i shit you not Juan uribe ran out of the dugout <laughs> and was air sitting like where a pitcher picks the first, like just air sitting there with his leg, like over his other knee. At that point, I knew that the game was fucking broken. But in this game, this game's smooth. The graphics are nice. I know it was built for next gen consoles, so I'm sure it's ridiculously nice and graphics wise for the next gen consoles. That's awesome. There is so much that this game needs to fix. If they're going to actually like kill it in a franchise, they, they have the opportunity to absolutely kill it. Uh, bring in the online franchise, fix the servers, make it more fun for everybody else. And, and the, and the game would be awesome. I will tell you, I think it's entirely too difficult to hit. Um, I, 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 but I love the game. I do think that they need to change it a little bit in regards to like how like soft the buttons are and like pizzas here. Pizza, pizza. I do think they need to change how soft the buttons are where like Depot happened to you last night against me where like if I hit a button oh. too quick, it just, it throws the ball 
in a direction that you don't want it to go to. I think there are like little so things that happen in the game that like wouldn't ever happen uh, in, in a real life scenario. And I do understand that it's a video game, but still like if I'm going to hose someone at the plate, you know, like I just feel like there's just no reason why on a bloop single I'm getting thrown out at the plate and I, and I <laughs> take off right away. Like there's no reason why when I hold left trigger to steal, he doesn't go the second that front foot lifts. Like I should swipe 10 times more bags than I actually do. I love the game, but it's a 7.8. It it needs to be, it's going through what NHL went through about three years ago where they got so good at what they did that they stopped making changes and they changed all shit that didn't matter. Mm-hmm. That's a scary place to be in for a franchise. Yeah. It's coming for Xbox too. Yeah, the hitting was actually um, made more difficulty. They said that they were going to do it, and like it's extremely hard to hit now. I remember when yeah, I was they did a good job of that. Yeah, when I was when I was downloading the game, and I was just playing like the the exposition game in the World Series that they do every year while the game's downloading. I like struck out the like in the first inning like three times whiffing, and I was like, "Why is it so hard to hit? It's on All Star." Like it honestly looked like it was like like legend. It wasn't even Hall of Fame. And I mean, I've kind of adjusted to it now, but like, I mean, still like, I mean, the ball, I don't think it was faster. They just made the ball move like a four seam fastball had like natural tail or cut or rose. Like before it was just like flat mm-hmm. and sinkers in the game. Now those are like impossible to hit. It's not even dude. And, 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 and here's the, it's amazing. Like Jedi. And I know like you've been a pitcher for a long, long time now, but for me and De Palma, there are pitches that we swing at in real life that we are still swinging at in the game. And like, for me, if you throw me a low and away slider or just a, a curveball that's sharp in the dirt and I have two strikes, you got me. It's just what it is. But I will tell you, it is the, uh, a spitting image. Is it spitting or splitting? Spitting. Spitting image of playing De Palma and how he plays to what he is in real life. <laughs> That motherfucker has the best eye in the world. <laughs> Just taking two seamers like an inch off the inch off the black. <laughs> yeah, but that was funny. You were just dodding. It was, uh, I think it was like the first two innings with the Grom. <laughs> and all of a sudden you're like, how the hell are you taking these pitches? I was getting pissed. Oh. Um, uh, oh yeah. I passed the chip to Deepaw. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, some really exciting stuff going on um, as far as space and whatnot. Um, Mars Ingenuity, uh, the the rover that landed on Mars, I think like last month or six weeks ago or so. Um, but some super exciting news uh, took the first powered spacecraft flight on another planet. Um, just the other day, it was a short flight. I think it's done uh, three flights now. The first two were very short just to see that it was working. Um, but it just, uh, I was just reading an article today that uh, it just did like a super long flight. It like traveled like almost like 500 yards or something like that. It was zipping around, um, which is super exciting considering uh, that this is just blew my mind too. So the Wright brothers took off and had the first flight, manned flight in 1903. 118 years later, we just had the first flight on another planet, which is even though it was a small drone, and, you know, we're still way off of, uh, you know, ever colonizing Mars. It's insane to think about we're actually like gearing towards that um, and everything that NASA is doing uh, to get there. Uh, just two other things with that as well. Um, it actually converted carbon dioxide to oxygen, 
which if we're talking about like actually sending people to Mars, that's going to have to happen. Mars is like 98% carbon dioxide. It converted enough oxygen for an astronaut to basically like, uh, you know, breathe for like 10 minutes, but it, which is still crazy. It's the first time it's ever been done, you know, for it to actually work on a, you know, another planet is just mind blowing. Um, and then lastly, uh, SpaceX, the private company with Elon Musk and everything actually just took, uh, astronauts up to the international space station just yesterday on a reusable rocket and that shit landed back again. So we're officially now at the point where space travel and getting into the atmosphere and, uh, is going to happen a lot more regularly and a lot cheaper, which is really, really good for humans and, uh, and science. I just wish I could, I wish I could be here in 200 years. No, you don't. (laughs) No, I do. Sure. Shit be crazy, man. (laughs) But only for like a couple minutes. Think about like 200 years from like 200 years in the past. What, what the shit was going on. Like we just bought the Louisiana purchase, like not too long off of there. Like that's where we're at. (laughs) Like it's crazy. I'm pretty sure they were on horses. Yeah. It's nuts. Oh yeah. Took another 80 years for the the automobile to come around. I'm actually going to SpaceX and NASA tomorrow. What? In fact, yeah. It's going to Mars? No, SpaceX and NASA. Oh, you're joking. <laughs> <laughs> what, to see a flight or, or to see a, a launch or something? No, they just have like the Kennedy Space Center and just like there's a museum, the Apollo 11, like all the like the spaceships are in there. And uh, stuff like that. My awesome. grandfather, my grandfather came down, and I think we're just going so he can see it. And we haven't been there in a while, so yeah, that's cool. I'd love to see that. Yeah, but before we wrap up this edition, Dino, what is your final thought? I have two actually. One is um, I'm, I'm going into a depression phase because the NHL season only has a 56 game schedule, and there's eight Ranger games left. Mm. and they are on the outside looking in and if they were in any other division they would be a playoff team and they're a really good team and they're going to get shafted and not make it yeah they're the only they're going to be the only team and they're going to they're a top 14 nhl team they're not going to make it and they're going to be the only team that's on the outside looking in that has a positive goal differential so that's frustrating um, um mika just put a patrick today yeah they're up five three here in the third it's getting a little chippy against buffalo but uh, my other one was kind of going back to what, and it just hit me whenever DePalm was talking about 200 years ago. Like, like, what did people do? Like, I lost a lot of my vision in like eighth and ninth grade. Like, what did people do? Like, during like the Civil War, I guess you could say, with my vision. Like, how many of your own people did you shoot? So... If you were really wealthy, you had bifocals, which if you can't see close up would help you see close up. I don't know. I don't think I can't speak to it because I don't know. I don't know how much they had for glasses that you could see far away. So if you're nearsighted, you're kind of screwed. Um, but I think uh, what what happened with a lot of that, Dean, is you died. Right. You see shit. Yeah. Which is crazy. And then like on that, like so many people got their wisdom teeth out nowadays and, and it seems to be like a hoax, but, <laughs> but there was like a large population of people. And by large population, I mean, everybody that never got their wisdom teeth out, didn't get braces, probably had really fucked up teeth and no one said shit. <laughs> I think 
the only thing because I think that they're saying what like the wisdom teeth it's like an evolutionary thing that like we don't need them anymore but like to your point though in like the 1800s and shit the only thing I could think was like people would just die earlier or like it would just fuck up their teeth like more like the, like the wisdom teeth always came in but it would just mess up their teeth I don't know I just have so many questions about what people did. Like, I was thinking about that uh, a couple pods ago. Was like, I think I was talking about like symphonies and shit. It was like that's what people just used to do back then. It was like, you, you know, people most people couldn't freaking read. There was no radio. It's like you just went and listened to music. Yeah, but it's like, do you have any idea how bad I would smell? Yeah, I've been around you after a doubleheader at Cumberland Valley High School. My goodness, dude. <laughs> like, I just don't, I don't multiply that by, yeah, working in the, in the farm for <laughs> seven straight days. Yeah, I just, I don't know, dude. I'm just, I don't know. That's it. <laughs> we appreciate your final thought, as always. Yeah, I'll let you sleep on that one. But <laughs> that's all for this edition of Couch Connoisseurs. You guys got anything else? I just have one question. Okay. If you lived in the 1600s, how long would you live for? 20 years. <laughs> Are you talking about life expectancy or me personally? Personally. 32 years. Because I've died in war or some shit. I'm definitely around Jedi. I think I die at 22. I think I'm the first one killed in a bank robbery. <laughs> <laughs> hey, just get blasted right off the jump. <laughs> Have a wonderful day, everybody. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) See you. You just tuned in to another edition of Couch Connoisseurs presented by Johnstone Productions. If you enjoyed this podcast, make sure you hit that follow slash subscribe button. That way you can tune into future episodes and join in on our conversation. To hear the latest updates and news on our podcast, follow us on our social media pages, which can be found in the description below in our link tree. You can find us on Twitter at ConnoisseursPod and Instagram at CouchConnoisseurs, all one word. Thank you for tuning in, and we can't wait to talk to you next time here on Couch Connoisseurs.